I hope you're all well. You know, sometimes you meet that one particular person who changes your perspective towards everything. Well, the podcast that is going to come up next and the guest on the Smashed Bashed Get Not Dashed podcast, who is on today, is one of those people. Right, Siddharth Rajshekar, for those of you who don't know him, okay, is one of the most exceptional individuals that I have come across in recent times in India. He is a master coach himself, a trainer, speaker, teacher, and has, of course, become a coach to the coaches in India as well. His clarity of thought, okay, his genuineness, his integrity, and everything else is unparalleled. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that he will go from the 10,000 plus coaches and trainers that he currently has in his community to, well, several hundred times that in times to come. Okay, this is one podcast episode you really, really want to listen to, irrespective of the fact that you see yourself as a coach, mentor, teacher, or trainer, which all of us are, by the way, or you don't, definitely check this one out. Okay, an exceptional one hour spent with one of the most exceptional individuals I have ever met in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Siddharth Rajshekhar. Have you ever been knocked down and found it hard to get up? Have you ever been knocked down and bounced back to come back even stronger? Hi, I'm Gaurav Bhagat and you can call me GB. And welcome to the Smash Bashed Yet Not Dashed podcast. A fortnightly podcast where I speak about persistence, perseverance and overcoming the odds to come out ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be one podcast episode that was really, really worth the wait. In the world today, you have coaches, trainers, and mentors, and then you have my very special guest. Imagine having someone who has trained over 200,000 people in the last 10 years, and then gone ahead and built a community with 10,000, that's right, 10,000 plus coaches, trainers, experts, and teachers who will in turn revolutionize education and the learning industry as we know it forever. Well, that is Siddharth Raj Shekhar, a.k.a. SIDS, and it's both an honor and a pleasure to have you on the Smashed Bashed Yet Not Dashed podcast. Welcome, Siddharth. Thank you, Gaurav. Thank you for the invite. So, interestingly, um, you know, we actually met, uh, and I think it was the book publishing bootcamp. It was in New Delhi in 2019. Yes. It was day two when we were sitting next to each other, and that's where, you know, the book was planned. And it's great to see that the book, uh, of course, is finally out. And just want to ask you, how have you been, my friend? Uh, you know, you keep yourself really busy. Mm. And apart from all the work that you're putting in the community, you've got the book and so much more. So how how things really been for you? It's been awesome. I mean, it's been a, a transformational journey for me personally because uh, I had to say no to a lot of things and say yes to the things which are the most important, uh, I think, of the highest value in my life. Uh, so I think the last three-year journey has been more of a journey, journey of elimination of, uh, you know, things that did not align with uh, what I really wanted to do. And once I started to focus more on the community, helping people get the results, uh, even though we we attended that book publishing and I planned the rough idea of the book back then, it took me around three years. So it's like I had to let the milk boil a little bit, you know, <laughs> to, to get the essence out. So, uh, the, so the last three-year journey has been very, uh, it was trans, it's been transformational for me. And all those learnings, I've been able to distill it down and the learning never stops, but uh, whatever has happened in the last three years has been a, a very good uh, 
you know, formulation for, for new coaches who are starting off so that they don't need to go through a big learning curve. They can just apply what was already working uh, because I've adapted both the worlds. You know, I, I come from the training and coaching world and I'm also a digital marketer. So that these are like two worlds, two different, you know, uh, schools of thought. And with COVID, it is, it's just like a confluence. It, it had to come together. So digital coaching is, has become the, now the new normal for uh, any knowledge giver expert. So that's how it's been. The last three years, yeah. got yeah, yeah, true that, and I love two things that you mentioned over there. One is, of course, you're very, very selective with where you give your time. So appreciate the fact that you took out time this morning to be on this board. I think that really means a lot to uh, to you're me welcome. and my community as well. And of course, like you mentioned, you know, you you give some time for the milk to boil. Um, and I'm glad the book is out. In fact, uh, I did pick this up, and you know, there it is. Uh, mm-hmm. You actually see it. So, ladies and gentlemen, like fantastic book. Like you have to pick this one up. Um, such amazing insights. I mean, forget the fact that you want to be a coach or you know have that in your mind. It's it's something that everyone needs to be reading because how you really put that out has just been uh, exceptional. And of course, okay. you also have a board game now coming out. So tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about that as well. So the board game was, uh, it was more like an adaptation from the book itself. So the, the first chapter of the book is how do you find your niche? And that's like the biggest elephant in the room, even in, within the community. Most people don't get stuck in finding their topic. They, you know, they have like three, four different topics and uh, they do not know which one to choose. Or if they choose one, they realize over time that they, that's not really what they wanted to do. So back to Ikigai, you know, I'm a big fan of Ikigai as a concept uh, where uh, when these four things align, only then you can live a more fulfilled uh, life, which is number one, you need to have a passion in what you do. Two is uh, you need to be good at it. Three is the world should want it. And four, you should, you should be ready. You should have the ability to get paid for it. So I took the Ikigai concept and added my own spin to it and called it the 5P methodology. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since I've been, uh, you know, uh, Sharing that within my community, I've seen people find their niche very fast. They've been able to monetize their niche fast. So the 5P is uh, what the board game is all about. So first is, so the board game has five, uh, uh, we need to go through the five stages of finding these five Ps. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, the five stacks of cards. Each P has like 20 questions. So the first P is passion. So I have like 20 questions to probe people to finding out what their passion is. So when they roll the dice, they go and they can go in any direction they want. And once they uh, go in a particular color, they, they can get a token you know, like a, like for them to buy the card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So first thing you need to collect tokens. And once you have enough number of tokens, you, you pick a card and you need to go in the same order of the piece. So the first piece, find your passion. Right. Then second P is you need to uh, be clear about what problem you want to solve in this world right. with the passion that you have. Wow. Uh, because if your passion does not solve a problem, it's a hobby. Like I have a passion in music, but uh, I don't want to solve a problem. I just want to, you know, make music just for myself. So that's my hobby. So, that, so most people don't get that. They, they just think, okay, my passion is this, but they don't know, they're unable to link it to a problem solving approach. Correct. And the third P is uh, you need to narrow it down to a particular persona that you want to serve. You can't serve the entire world. You need to be very clear about your micro market. So there are some questions that probe people into that. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the fourth P is the potential. There are some industries that are, going down and there are some industries that are booming right now. So you need to validate even that. So I have a set of questions that probes into that aspect is what, uh, or what passion and problem and persona have you have chosen? Is there a potential in this market? Is there a riding trend or is it going down so that you can validate that? And the last part is, uh, the f- final P is payment. How can you monetize that? Like what, what can you offer to this market for you to be able to, uh, make it into a business? 
do you want to offer consulting or services or courses or coaching there are so many different ways that you can monetize the knowledge and once all these five p's are aligned then all the players need to validate it between themselves uh, and the winner is the person the first person who gets all the five cards wow. is the winner and each of the cards have a point system so even if one person is the winner like he finishes first that could be somebody else that finishes after him that can who can score more than him and he could become the winner so that mm-hmm. that suspense is there right to the end wow. uh, it's a 45 minute uh, play you know play time uh, for this game we have planned it in that way and it's it's been great i've been playing with my family with my son uh, who's an 8 year old and you know some interesting things came out when we played so he's starting to think like that Super. so the intent of the game is to uh, realign families uh, to live more purposeful lives because most families today are like in one way disintegrated like even on the dinner table everyone is looking at their phones you know uh, you know that's how the families are and everybody is living in their own shell within the family and having their own vision aspirations goals kind of misaligned especially with what's happening even though covid everyone is inside but now that has also revealed the cracks in the you know in, in, within the family and the system and so so much sure, is happening sure. so the purpose of the game was how can i realign families and how i can help uh, especially kids and uh, even adults can play this there's no doubt it's mainly i wanted in my you know community members to play the game but mainly i wanted like kids teenagers to get more clear rather than you know spending years of their life trying to figure things out and then realizing that's not what they wanted to do mm-hmm. so that's yeah, the model mm-hmm. and i think such an important aspect where especially talk about niche and of course we we'll talk about this later as well where we talk mm-hmm. about coaches who just trying to be someone for everyone today yes and that's just such mm-hmm. a failing formula i mean just because something worked for siddharth or something worked for avi or something worked for grand cardone mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't mean that you know you need to be doing you know all those things yourself i think exactly. it's so important And I think it's amazing if the game does that, you know, even for some of the adults. And of course, brings clarity of thought to some of the kids. I think that's mm. super stuff. I mean, even my dad, my dad was playing along with me, and then he really, he realized that uh, his highest priority or passion is like health and stuff. And then even in health, he realized okay, he wants to go more into millets. And then now his his engines are firing now. Like he's exactly. like sixty plus, and he's like okay, now let let me. Uh, go more in this direction so that also was inspiring not for the young generation yeah <laughs> fantastic and yeah and, and i think again i i love that one point that you mentioned that you know families i mean despite being in the same home i had now mm. actually because of the pandemic had you know we're doing their own things i mean kids are on their computers parents are on their computers so on dinner mm-hmm. tables people are on their phones and all of that as well mm-hmm. and a board game is such a cool way of bringing everyone uh, you know together yes. i did board games for the first time when i was 16 of course that's a long mm-hmm. long time back But mm-hmm. the whole reason why I got back into board games this time, and we have four games coming out ourselves, is the awesome. fact that I said, you know, it just brings families together. Yes. And of course, my original passion was the stock market. So there's something on the mm. stock market. There's something on goals. There's something on sales. Mm. Um, you know, there's interesting things. So um, yeah, I just love how you've gone ahead and done this uh, yourself as well. Awesome. So. Tell me this. I mean, today you are a global speaker. You travel the world, of course. When we will be traveling the world again, you share mm. stages with some of the most brilliant people in the world, like the Brian Tracys, uh, Blessing, mm. and the likes. But you've had your smash bash moments as well. Mm. And if you're okay with it, I want to take yeah. you back to you know those instances in your life uh, where you perhaps weren't in the best of places yourself. Mm. I know you talk about this in your book, and you talk about this yes. in your forums and stages as well. That you were in class twelve and you didn't mm. do the best in school. Mm. So tell us about that time. How did that really play out for you? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I start the book with that. Like it was the first day of the maths tuitions, and I come back and I cut and I was uh, I start that uh, the tuitions. My parents enrolled me. They we were just a middle class, lower middle class family. 
you know, it was a tough situation. Of course, we were doing very well. We lost all the wealth. We had to restart. My dad, uh, uncle, all were, you know, they were alcoholics and they were like getting out through their own journey. So my, so that phase when I was in 12th was, uh, I had to really, really prove to the family. I, I like, I needed to, I'm the eldest son. So I had, I had to make things happen from an education perspective. So I still remember the first day I went to the maths tuition. I sat in the front row down on the floor. This maths teacher storms in. He has his big set of books, slams it on the desk. And he says, if, if you suffer this one year, you can enjoy your whole life. If you enjoy this one year, you have to suffer your whole life. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to come back here. You know, it's the rebel inside me just kicked in. And I never, uh, you know, I, I never went back to tuition. My parents thought I used to go, but then I never went. And of course, my circle of influence, my friends, you were all into all kinds of you know, crazy stuff during college. I had 11 person attendance. I used to play snooker. I was never in class. Mm-hmm. or an outstanding student outside class all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, the result showed, you know, I scored 28% in my board exams. And it was, it was a... And the interesting thing is that at that point, there was a family wedding happening. So all family members from all places were in Bangalore. Uh, many of them are staying in our house on the day that I was getting the board exam results. Yeah. That was crazy. So I went to college. I still remember I walked through the hallway, went to the you know, hall, took my hall ticket, looked for my name and I saw fail, right? You know, my heart just sang and I did not know how to come back home. Like, because everyone is waiting, they'll they'll ask me, okay, well, how much is it? Or how what did you do in your twelfth? I I still remember the day that day. I went home and I went straight to the room, just locked myself up, and they knew something was wrong. Then my mom came and asked what happened, and and I knew I, I had failed. And uh, luckily, because my parents have been very open from my childhood, they, it was not like they never put me down or anything. They said, okay, what else can you do? I mean. I, I felt like crap because everybody else in the family were well-educated, BE, MS, doing the same thing, you know, like typical Tambram uh, route, you know, they study well, they go get a, you know, do engineering for a few years and then they go to the US. I mean, that's been like the pattern in the family, but for me, it was, it was not that. So it felt like some of my role models within the family were people who were in the US and well-educated. And for me, I felt like I, you know, uh, I let the family down. So it was a very tough feeling. And a few months after that, I, I saw a newspaper ad and uh, it was a course in sound engineering. Uh, and it was something very new. Not many people knew about sound engineering in 2001. And the, the ninth batch of that particular institution was starting off uh, maybe a, like a month after the, after that point. So my mom and I, we went to Chennai. We came to Chennai. I was in Bangalore that time. Came by Shatabdi train. And we. I the minute I entered those studios, it was like a, uh, it is a one-year diploma course in sound engineering. I still remember that day when I entered that studio. I realized, okay, this this is what I want. You know, I really wanted this because I used to be I I used to be a keyboardist in school, uh, play music, and when I entered, it just felt right. Complete opposite of what I had felt in that first day of math tuition. So your first day of this, and the environment completely uh, you know changed. And I scored ninety-two percent in that course. My teachers there were more like friends to me. They were not like just dictators. Uh, like the people who were teaching me, they were just like three, four years older than me. Right. Uh, they were like 25, 26 at that point of time. I think I was 18, 19. So like a few years mm-hmm. difference, more friendly. And uh, that environment changed the whole game. So that's when, when I look back, 
it's what I'm doing today is totally aligned and congruent with what I'd experienced back then is because the, the reason I, I failed in math, because I didn't, I did not have the right teacher or the environment, even though the teacher might've been brilliant, but it's about the, how, how they set the context, how they're able to bring out the best out of their student and not just, you know, be the typical blackboard chalk piece teacher. And now we are, we are seeing a changing world. Uh, so the next experience that I had was when the sound engineering uh, experience where I scored 92% because of the right environment, it was also the right environment and the right teacher. Mm -hmm. Now what I'm doing is I'm trying to create that experience for not just that topic, it'd be any topic. So if the right teacher with, uh, gives the right environment to the student and uh, formulates their ideas in a way that they can help their student reach the goal in the path of least resistance, that is going to change the whole system. Otherwise, the typical system which is given by the Britishers in the 1900s was to just create industrial workers, which right. did its part. Right. But now we are moving into, a, into an era which needs a change. It needs a revamp. And uh, for that to happen, uh, you know, so those are the moments. Yeah. Those that, that I, I'm so glad I went through those moments because uh, that has given me, you know, the mission what I'm on right now. So if, if my that tuition did, did not slam the book and say, if he did not say that, then probably this, I would not be speaking with you. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you for sharing. And, and truly, those would have been hard times because, as you said, you came from a family where expectations were really high. And um, yeah, and I mean, it's just I think it's uncanny because in the 11th, almost the same thing happened to me. Um, Is it? I'd, okay. I'd, I'd swap schools, I'd come down from the hills mm. to, uh, the, to Delhi's public school, mm. and I was in the 11th grade. And again, it was the environment where I wouldn't mm. want to name them, but there were some friends who weren't, uh, you know, let's just say the most positive influences. <laughs> and I remember going in with my mom to also, you know, in the 11th grade to see how I'd fared. And this mm. friend of mine, he's standing at the gate and he's like, GB, you topped. And I'm like, really? I topped? I mean, <laughs> I didn't think I did that well. And of course, I went and saw my marks and I'd failed. I got a compartment in class 11. Mm. And I remember that day there was a fashion show where Shushmita Sen was, you know, going to be at the show. Another friend mm. of mine, Adweta, was going to be at that show. And my mom grounded me and said, you can't go. I said, but hey, it's that fashion show. And it was happening, you know, so long back. She goes, clear mm. exams. And then when it's going to happen. But yeah, in the 11th grade, I ended up getting a compartment as well and I had to take a retest and, and well, wow. that eventually played out. But uh, yeah, un uncanny, uh, you know, similarity there as well. Mm. And of course, I love how you said that, you know, once you went in and, and you had the environment of uh, that you had in the sound engineering course and yes. the teachers and that clubbed with when you started looking for Ikigai and all of that. And that, that explains a lot of who you are today and the path that mm. you follow and the path that you teach today. So thank mm. you so much, uh, you know, for sharing thank that you. as well. But I also do recall that at one of the stages, uh, you did mm. once mention the fact that you know, when you were starting out, it wasn't all fun and games. And, mm. uh, you know, Benita, your wife had to make a lot of sacrifices. Yes. While. So talk us through some of those times. Because people said, oh, great. You know, Siddharth mm. probably had it great, you know, all <laughs> through his life. Tell us about those early days and how that was for you guys as well. Mm. So, so sound engineering, you know, happened very well. I did that for three years. Then went on to make ringtones for mobile phones in Dubai. So it is a, it's a good growth phase that I experienced as a career. Um, then I started to build a team. I came back to India, did a lot of work with Tata Teleservices, put together a team of more than 50 people. And so in spite of not having a degree or MBA or this or that, I was able to really, you know, growth uh, in the job itself. And uh, I was again blessed to have some great bosses uh, who mentored me the right way. Uh, I, have, I can recollect three of them who, like even the first job that I got. So when I finished sound engineering, that my first job was teaching. So the, where I studied that institute, they, they absorbed me back because I was a topper there. They said, okay, start teaching here, these people. So I used to teach people who are twice my age. I was like 19 year old kid teaching 40 year old people, how to make, uh, you know, how to record music and stuff. So that was a good journey. And then, 
like after marriage i was still in the job and i lost my job in 2011 because now i was in the mobile industry and the cdma networks started to go down and you know iphone and all that this is, technology was changing so the company in which i was working in that vertical had to shut down overnight so okay. my boss calls me in and he said said you've been a good employee we've built a 50 member team but I, but we got to like disband now we don't have funds so that was crazy and uh, my wife was 3 months pregnant and i had to decide okay should i go back to a job or start a business going back to a job i did not know what job to go back to yeah. you know it was like i was hanging in thin air because i don't have a degree also i just have work experience i, I had 7 uh, years work experience but at, at that point of time the entrepreneurial bug had already bitten you know it's like robert kiyosaki had gone into the system personal development brian tracy all of the the personal development the secret you know all of that personal development stuff had entered the the, the system and i had a, a year of network marketing uh, experience before that i was selling products uh, digital products i was trying to make extra money and stuff and uh, then i realized okay let's start a business so i took up a i bought a course actually i think it was a social media agency course in 2011 and uh, myself and and then my business partner meena uh, you might know her so we both did that course together and we set up an agency end of that year so she she's my relative we both are also cousins and then we uh, launched a small social media agency with just uh, meena myself and one more guy we hired Uh, who happens to still be in the company right now so three of us uh, and i had also learned wordpress and basic website building so our first project was a website uh, uh, we built for a travel company you know one travel company and i still remember i put together that website and first 30000 rupee project that we got uh, after that so there was not much uh, like i used to be drawing a pretty high salary back then i'm talking close to 1 lakh for month uh, while in that job you know in spite of uh, not having a degree and stuff i grew my way up but uh, i had to really cut downsize my how much i could withdraw so it was a hit on the family you know definitely because it is more with the belief okay let's start a business and make it work but that has its own uh, you know uh, sacrifices to be made so it was a long term vision i was drawing only some 25 30000 in the first few months so even from my wife's perspective uh, from 1 lakh to 30000 and we had to really think twice before making any decision uh, buying stuff or going out or vacation or anything nice. is like it's it's all we have to just make sure that there's food on the table and, you know and then i had the gold loan also i had taken a gold loan my wife had to pawn her jewelry uh, where i had invested in a lot of courses um, you know that was also going on a lot of emi so there was more months than there was money in some cases you know and it was very very uh, straining on the relationship it was straining on my health uh, 2015 i went through a panic attack i was uh, i could not sleep for two weeks you know i was working hard in the business and i wanted to make things happen for the family and something you know it just hit me hard because i was overworking so i was uh, working right through the day in my agency i would come back then i would get into affiliate marketing i was looking at other things and i would sleep only for two three hours a day food habits were bad You no know, lifestyle habits are bad bangalore i should drive 3 hours in traffic one and a half hours each from marathalli to mg road and back it's like it, it was pretty uh, i was not taking care of myself and then just hit me one day and i still remember two weeks i could not sleep i was like a zombie literally then i had to go and just cut myself off went for a seven day ayurvedic complete uh, detox and the doctor said your entire digestive system is 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 messed up like you have to reset your body otherwise it could lead to other complications 
and sleep is uh, very important i realized so it took me a, a good 3 to 4 months to actually come back and bounce back and my wife stuck through me right through that phase and uh, there was another moment after that uh, which was i think around 2015 so once i came back things started to fall back like i was able to draw more from the company but still agency is agency i mean it is uh, after you pay your tools and taxes and teams and real estate and all the costs i mean and also now most of our clients were like indian clients so the payment delays were there and you know we could, i could not take out from the company it was very very difficult to your we partners yet so we had to prioritize paying the teams entrepreneur uh, is this the last person to take money out so that was a big situation uh, there so at that point i got a an offer from flipkart so flipkart knew me they saw my they saw my profile on uh, as an they knew i was an agency owner but they knew all the stuff that i was doing i was had i had my own blog and i was posting stuff on linkedin and stuff and i got an offer which was uh, an irresistible offer you know to join the flipkart uh, as a digital senior role uh and i was driving a maruti zen car at that point of time and my wife and i we were there i still remember uh, my wife was really excited like yes go for it you know this was uh, 2000 okay 11 12 13 14 five years into the agency business 2015 around uh, beginning of that was when this offer came and <clears throat> i told vanita that uh, i'm not going to do this and then we had such a heated conversation so like what are you doing you're letting go of something which is this is like a dream come true okay uh, so income wise out of easily gone 5x on income easy 5 5x growth reputed company all that stuff i told her no i i i've started i've started something i'm not going to quit this entrepreneurial journey and it was a heated conversation and i still i clearly remember telling her this and then she stopped after that she i told her that vanita i'm willing to be paid un, i'm willing to be underpaid for a few years of my life mm-hmm. so that i can be overpaid for the rest of my life just trust me once on this and i do not know from where that came it is just a belief that i had and she said okay let's let's let it go wow. and uh, i'm so glad i mean now now when i look back it's a great story to tell okay but at that moment it was it was really uh, a defining moment for me to prove to myself and to prove to my family that i'm worthy of my skills because i had the knowledge i had the skills it was not reflecting in the bank account so went through that that phase and from then onwards then, then the whole you know uh washing machine uh, journey started you know success gyan right. events Okay. millionaire mind intensive and then one event after the next blair singh or train the trainer mm. then uh, making the stage happen after that so it was in 2016 okay, that the year after this uh, incident happened and even then i was not having money i had to borrow money for that for the, all those programs i was swiping credit cards paying those emis you know and uh, getting calls from credit card companies saying why you not paying your credit card and all that stuff so that phase and finally the the breakthroughs happened only in 2018 So 2012 I started on this journey of entrepreneurship and 2018 was when I felt uh, you know so to may to answer your question like many people uh, think that okay everything is everything is rosy and successful on the outside but it was a bamboo uh, tree growth experience for a long time the roots were just growing down through experiences through hardships through relationships uh, health issues and uh, 
when the growth happened when you know it just happened so fast because of many years of uh, you know personal development so pers- i think personal development has been the major factor because from 2015 onwards i've been on that journey of always learning always putting myself out there and uh, attending events attending trainings and keeping the mindset strong so i knew in 2016 itself that i'm going to be successful even though it was not visible outside but inside it was already rewired right. so it just needed time to manifest yeah so that's been the journey uh, garov yeah <laughs> uh, like thank you so much for sharing and like I said like so moving because everyone looks at you today and they say oh you know he was on overnight success and you know said's doing what he's doing because <laughs> of, you know i mean uh, you know, whatever has happened but no one really goes back into the past and thank you for sharing you know on that side on that front as well because truly this couldn't have been you know an easy time uh, and you know seeing and going through some of these things and i love how you said that you invested the time and you invested the money in personal development and education yes yes because today you know when courses are done and things are done logbook and boss paisa nahi hai you know how will we make this mm-hmm. happen but you did it you went into debt and mm-hmm. you did you know you swiped your yeah. card you had to face you know all those mm-hmm. pressures i mean to going to the extent where vanita had to pawn her jewelry i mean like them right yes. not many people think about that they just expect that things will fall into their lap and, mm. and went through you know the struggle and aspect and and hats off and and like i said thank god you didn't take up that role at flipkart because <laughs> okay, maybe you would have had uh, you know some uh, you know big e-shops and everything else but the world would have been a poorer place uh, yes. so, so thank you for taking you know the the path mm-hmm. that you actually did as well interesting about that path uh, you know uh, take you back to another uh, you know story and the path that we actually follow and the purpose then of course mm-hmm. in your case you mentioned like ikigai as well mm-hmm. it happens because of certain life developments and i think you mentioned this once before that the current education system in fact talk about the current education system a lot and the flaws you know and uh, of course uh, you know all the pains are around that and you fondly mentioned a story where one day you came back from school i think 1993 and you mm-hmm. had a, a conversation with your granddad vasan and would love to have our listeners know a little bit about you know in that interaction and the impact that that had on the path that you now take yes uh, grandpa has been a huge inspiration for me uh, and grandpa is uh, he's the eldest of uh, i think 12 or 13 siblings seven brothers five sisters like cricket team you know with substitutes that was the family and as and the good thing is my great grandfather uh, he used to work for the british as a, as a typist and his english was very good and uh, so if i speak you know good english and stuff i have to thank it's is coming from there you know and my grandfather was a voracious reader he used to read like pg wodehouse and all these classical novels and even during his college days uh, like he would always be in the library he was he was like a lifelong learner i mean i have to attribute it to grandpa and uh, he was a person who uh, like i just want to share a little bit about his qualities because uh, that has had a profound impact on not just me the entire family so uh, some people may not may or may not know this but uh, my grandpa has uh, five uh, five children two uh, girls and three boys and those three boys are my dad is the eldest then murli shrinivasan and mak shrinivasan so they are running bni okay so uh, you so you know where it's coming from you know it's it's grandpa's inspiration uh, from from the beginning so he's so a few qualities that he uh, or values he instilled in us uh, you know i'm getting it from my you know from my dad and and uncles uh, and of course grandpa also i grew up with him for a long but some of the principles he shared uh, one is uh, he used to say all for one one for all you know so always unity because <clears throat> he built a home where he brought all his brothers and sisters and to live with him <clears throat> which is very unreal you know in in the in one sense everyone is living micro 
or is a nuclear families uh, but he united the entire family he brought all his brothers into his business he made everyone successful he got a lot of them married he was a person where his left hand would not know what his right hand is giving he would just keep giving 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 and nobody knew what he was doing and he did not want that popularity he was not playing that game uh, right through his career and he was very successful financially is able to achieve uh, some amazing results uh, for himself for the family we had a, an amazing like british british home uh, he there were two homes that he bought connected that and it was of i think of 30 or 40 room home and i grew up in that house till my seventh standard and uh, and of course life has its cycles and you know that had to go due to various circumstances that happened in the family so back to grandpa's qualities uh, when i came back from school that day asked him you know tata why should i go to school as an 8 year old kid uh, he quoted mark twain he said never let schooling interfere with your education he said whether you're inside school or whether you're outside school keep learning that was his message and at that point of time i did not understand what he was saying but when i failed my 12th that's exactly around 10 years from that moment when i had that interaction when i was 18 years old uh i realized what he meant because i i realized that the best learning that i had was not in the formal education system but it was you know i was doing something totally offbeat so sound engineering i grew up there 92% i began to realize that and then when i fast forward time a little bit after that i can see what he means like today i'm living his message to be a lifelong learner so some of the other things that he used to mention was uh, you know stoop to conquer yeah uh, some people always if you see in today's day and age people want to be uh, right sure, uh, and in many cases i've seen in his relationships the way that he's going with business sometimes he had to make those sacrifices he had he had to stoop to conquer you know that was a pretty profound profound message i've not shared this but these are some of the nuggets that he shared invaluable so thank yeah. you and another thing that he used to say is uh, i'm just trying to reflect back mm okay uh, these these are the high, the biggest one but unity has been uh, I, i think he used to say is better to be unified than it is to be right you know sometimes when you want to be right you just break burn all the bridges and stuff so he was a very relationship oriented guy uh which is why if you look at probably why mac and murli are like completely in the relationship business it's coming down from dad uh, from granddad's uh, dna and even what i'm doing here is like building communities so yeah these are some of the profound lessons that i got from grandpa and uh, i did not understand that this connection with grandpa so much until i attended one of these training programs with blair uh so i was attending uh, you know making the stage and i was just talking about social media and this and stuff then he pulled out this from me while i was on stage saying that who do you really look up to mm-hmm. and why are you not being like him why are you being like the wind beneath the wings why can't you be the wings yourself okay. you're bigger than what you are like it really hit me hard because he then he asked me would your grandfather do what you're doing right now if you mm-hmm. like him so much why are you not operating from his energy balbon moment you know from that moment i it was not the same sadat rajshek so before that i was just like a geeky sound engineer doing i'm i'm an introvert and yeah. never knew how to be able to come out but once uh, he helped me connect my uh, he helped help help connect me to my grandpa's energy to carry forward you know his legacy because that's actually true from from an internal perspective that's what i really want to do uh, and to 
you know, help a lot of people like how he did. He's been like my role model. And uh, once that connection happened, whatever same thing I was doing in my business had had a sense of potency and impact because it was it was grounded or it it was connected to some energy which which had authenticity and and some you know it was connected to what I really wanted to do. And that, and so even when I when I teach my students like my community members in the in the whole niche clarity process, uh, in my niche clarity blueprints course, I ask people to go to some moment of time in their life where they're able to connect back with their congruent story of their life. So for me, my that grandpa story, I keep repeating it because that's where my connection comes for what I'm doing right now. It's with my mission story. So everybody needs to find that mission story, and once they find that and connect that mission story to their niche then that's it i mean they become a magnet 100%. so that's yeah yeah wow thank you for sharing so so valuable and undoubtedly your you know granddad you know has been an exceptional person i mean i've had the opportunity to meet your uncles mac and woodley uh, yes in bni mm. and exceptional and visionary people as well and uh, you know one can only imagine the impact that he must have had on on your dad as well hopefully at mm. some stage i'll meet your dad too yes and um like i said bni is heading to a you know on a trajectory which is uh I mean, could not even have been imagined and where we're headed mm. thanks to these two people at the helm. So, so, mm. so let's talk about, uh, you know, when you got into the path of being a coach and a trainer early days, uh, especially yes. when you started uh, training other coaches uh, mm. as well. And I recall when we met in Delhi, you asked me, have you done any of my courses? Mm. And I didn't know who you were. I mean, when I first saw you, mm. I thought, you know, you, you would, I mean, you had your jeans and your jacket and you almost looked like a poker player. I said, you know, <laughs> any concert course, right? But yes. um, just for the record, after that, I went back and I've actually done two levels of your courses uh, pre-pandemic and they were exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, for everyone who's listening in, do check out SIDS courses. Truly are exceptional and they'll have an amazing impact, you know, on, on the way you really present and, and do everything else online. And of course, find your purpose and all of that as well. But talk us about those early days when you started out in this space and you were reaching out to people. And you didn't have the kind of following that you today have mm-hmm. for you in that, that, at that time. Yeah, so 2018 was that... Uh was a moment where I decided to transition from you know, the agency model to the, the the digital product model. Because again, agency was ups and downs. It had, I, I felt at that point, I was not cut out for it. Uh, and uh, I told Meena that, Meena, I, I need to do more of um, this stuff. I want to sell products. I want to sell, I don't want to sell services. Because I, I started the business to be my own boss. But the, by the end of that 2017, 18, I had 35 bosses. Like I had to literally report to everyone. You know, so it was a, and I lost my freedom, even though externally it seems, okay, yeah, Siddharth Rajshekar, uh, uh, owner of a, you know, co-founder of a company and 35 employees working, everything looks good from the outside. But I knew I did not have time. I did not have you know, the freedom that I really wanted. So I had to make those tough calls to, you know, make that transition and full transparency within, uh, you know, as business partners and stuff. So I, I started with affiliate marketing. I follow, I, I uh, found my mentor Vic, you know, so Vic Strize is, uh, is the first person that opened me up to dele- getting results because I was following many people out in the online space. There are a lot of shiny objects in the online space. So I used to buy a lot of courses and a lot of internet marketers. So what I could resonate with Vic uh, was uh, his value system uh, and his methodology of teaching as well. So I was able to connect with him as a person. So I, I implemented whatever he said uh, for those 90 days. I stopped watching other videos. I, I unsubscribed from at least 150, 200 emails that I was getting from different mentors. I decided, okay, let me follow one person for next 90 days and take it to the finish line before jumping into the next thing. Uh, 
So that uh, decision helped me get results. So within 90 days, I was able to take my income from what do I say? I was drawing some one lakh rupees per month from my agency. Uh, that was happening on one side, but parallelly, just promoting others as an him promoting Vic as an affiliate took it to ten thousand dollar month, twenty thousand dollar month. Like some major breakthroughs happened because of that focus that uh, he installed in me. And then I was looking at how he's delivering his courses. Like his videos are much longer than what I would do. So it's like if I if I would do a ten minute video, he would explain something like for forty minutes. Mm-hmm. But but I I loved it. and he would go deep into the concepts and and i was not just watching a video i would watch it multiple times reinforced learning the first time i hear it it would something would go inside second time i hear it something else would go inside third time so that entire foundation of how to think in terms of building ecosystems was what he installed in me so just to give you a perspective blair helped me find my voice wick helped me with the with the system he gave me a system that was working like he was already doing a million plus per month right? you know from then and he's doing doing much more right now and what i like about wick's uh, methodology is uh, he's a master of traffic generation so he does like anywhere from 8x to 14x in his business in terms of roa so i wanted to follow someone who is really not out there loud on social media silently sitting but creating results in terms of financial results so i was able to resonate with that form of uh, you know of being a mentor uh, you know there there are some mentors uh, who are like out there every day posting so much and there are some mentors like i could i can clearly see vick and sam owens are like they are like hermits now vick is coming out okay he's coming out uh, you know and if hermits in bursts but i've seen some of these people they they don't post anything on social media they don't have anything on instagram uh, they have maybe a few videos on youtube but long form videos but they are masters of traffic you know paid traffic and that they, that they've chosen that as the path so i was able to resonate with that and once i uh, won that uh, con- there was a contest that was happening and i won the top 10 spot in the world vic had won this contest i won a fully paid trip to miami went there met him and that changed like a lot of perceptions for me it was like a paradigm shift for me so spending two days with him on a yacht uh, you know in miami then coming back i was not the same person like again like how blair shifted that and helped me connect with my grandpa's energy this event helped me uh, connect with uh, with abundance as a concept like yes uh, because all the people there were uh, were very successful and i actually in real life i was meeting somebody who was a multi 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 millionaire and so ground to earth uh, so, so so grounded and down to earth and uh, and it just hit me like he's just another person and like me if he can do it i can do it and just that idea mm-hmm. changed a uh, lot of things so i came back i started to record videos and courses so the just to let you know that first phase of the journey was uh, was a ma- was a really a magical phase so getting that first result and then creating my own thing and not continuing on the journey of just being another affiliate because even vic says that okay, you can start with affiliate marketing but your actual wealth is going to come when you create your own ecosystem that and when i followed that i created my own products the first 3 to 4 months of my uh, journey of selling my own products was 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 awesome so webinar selling was what i learned as a skill and every person who would buy my second level product i would do a one to one with them so i've done around 400 one to one coaching sessions wow. in within a span of 6 months 400 of them mm-hmm. that gave me so much of insights that gave me a lot of insights to then build more products so yeah i 
you have to go to go through the grind and for me that uh, that grinding phase is something that i would never never replace and those of you here watching and you are just starting off uh, you need to go through that phase of doing at least 100 to 200 one to ones with your ideal customer then you'll you'll have the essence of what they really need then you can productize systemize automate delegate i mean all that can come later but yeah that's that's been the journey i got of yeah Yeah, also, and I love how you spoke about the BSO syndrome. Like, you know, that the bright shiny objects keep popping up, and people say, yes. "Oh, it's trending, and that's trending." And today, I should mm. be like this, and tomorrow that. I think you very importantly mentioned that commit completely. You yes. know, and once you've committed to the whole thing, I mean, that's how you know you will really will know, and and mm-hmm. then obviously implement as well. I mean, I see people who go into webinars after webinars, courses mm-hmm. after courses, coaches after coaches. Who care? Nahi chhe abhi magic bullet dhundre. I'm like, mm. magic bullet. It's not game. there. There's no magic. Yeah. <laughs> right. You need to go in and act. You need to put in the work. So I'm really enjoying this. I know we're kind of overshooting on time. I hope we're good for another 15, 20 minutes. So that's yeah, okay. yeah. I'm good. I'm good, Gaurav. If you're yeah. going with the flow, let's go with the flow. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So now let's come to um, come to March 23rd, 2020. Right. The pandemic hits. Mm. Uh, that changes everything. The yes. world of training, coaching, mentoring—I mean, completely changed forever. Mm. So, give me your thoughts on what you've seen in the last sixteen um, months. Uh, you know, in particular, uh, because of the pandemic. Super. What I'll do is I'll share with you uh, what has happened in the last sixteen months, and I'll also project into what's going to happen in the next five years. I just done some thinking on this. Okay, so, uh, like I mentioned, I come from both the worlds—the training and coaching world, and also the digital marketing world. the digital marketing world the problem with this world because i've you know coming from frank kern eben pagan like i know that entire genealogy of uh, i've learned from those mentors also uh, they're all about launches they keep launching 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 new product launch formula okay jeff parker so uh, so what i've seen the trend now is uh, i mean all the internet marketers digital marketers i've only been product sellers or software saas model sellers and then on this side on the co- coaching and training world uh, the interesting thing is okay before pandemic people love to attend seminar sem- you have seminar junkies webinar junkies uh, uh, people from the personal development world they love learning but lack of implementation okay so they they get this high of attending training programs and i've been there too yeah attending and just the high of learning and taking notes and you know you know all those live events high fives and all the stuff so with with covid hitting it's like these two have confluenced you know like come together so suddenly now there is a uh, you know digital marketers uh, doing trainings online and we are having these coaches are trying to do digital marketing also okay you know it's like it's it's a uh, it's like a marriage of these two uh, industries that have come together with covid being the accelerator it has already been happening but covid was the catalyst right so what has happened in the last 6 months is coaches traditional coaches and trainers have realized that they have to go digital there's no other way so their delivery format in terms of they were good at doing live seminars now they need to get comfortable in front of camera so they so they had they have to i've seen many of them had to adapt the skill sets for the digital world and the digital marketing folks for them the big learning was they can't just they can't just sell products they have to start you know learning the coaching side of the game you know because coaching is also important it's about understanding it's not just about you know putting money into ads and people are not numbers on an excel sheet there are humans who have wants aspirations desires and coaching is also a different skill so i'm so glad that this has happened and uh, while this was happening we we can also see that in the education system all the cracks have shown 
you know schools are going online colleges are going online teachers are not equipped with the online uh, teaching skills in fact uh, during this time companies like byju's white hat junior like these have taken on a totally different avatar and they they have started to boom so we have seen a whole tra- I, i can clearly and you would also agree with me that 2020 has been i think a transitionary year for humanity you know for us to understand our priorities to understand uh the cracks in the system in every system we have seen the cracks the education system the business uh, world uh now the training and coaching world also like a lot of adaptation has happened so the adaptability quotient uh is the most important quotient it's not intellectual quotient anymore yeah right. it's how fast you can you can learn unlearn relearn right. so this is this last 16 month journey and uh, i'm so glad that i've been in the in the helm of this and because i started like two years before the co- before covid it was like most of my success stories have happened after pandemic you know like people there's no other option for them but they just came in they followed my system they're getting results all of them interviews i have taken also from for me as a business it has been great you know in terms of uh, people adapting to this now moving into the future uh, i see things evolving in in a few stages so the first stage is people are getting ep- equipped with the marketing knowledge and the skills knowledge of digital being able to adapt to this right and uh, facebook is like a huge continent in this big ocean of the internet mm-hmm. instagram is a big continent sitting out there with millions of people what i see happening in the next phase is with more and more trainers and coaches coming on creating their own ecosystems we are going to see a lot of islands being formed like in your case gaurav you'll have your own island of your entrepreneurs i have my own island we have other experts who are from my own community who are creating their own small small islands these are not big continents there just like one small speck in that ocean over there so and these islands will start to slowly grow over over a period of time so if somebody is a health expert or somebody is a yoga expert they have a yoga island i am a you know digital coaching island you have your you know business coaching island or so each one would have their own islands and while udemy and coursera and all these different platforms which are going to be there they are like the big names in the marketplace they are having big market share but what i see is they are still impersonal for example in school uh, i even though there were many teachers and you would also agree with me that you would have liked to learn a subject only from a few teachers not everybody mm-hmm. so i'm going to see uh, what i what i see is even though there's so much happening in the training and coaching world people will gravitate towards the mentors or the towards the islands that they are feeling more comfortable with mm-hmm. so there is no competition that's the first thing i want to say like even though there are many people doing this your vibe will attract your tribe and as long as you're able to give a great experience for your customers your island will thrive so people will go where the party is okay where it is boring they'll move away from there so that's going to happen yeah so that that's the next phase so while all these islands are being created uh, what i see happening in the next 3 to 4 years is uh, people will start to realize especially parents will start to realize that why should they put their kids in school why can't they put them in one of these islands you know if they want to learn about uh, you know health let, let's put our kid in this island if they want to like already it's happening one of my students and she's an english teacher she was uh, doing regular tuitions but in the last one year she's done 83 lakh rupees and students and are they willing to pay her high premium for more advanced level coaching because for who she is so it is not about the pricing it is it's not about price anymore it is about value and it's about that mentor yeah. so udemy coursera byju's white hat junior all these will be there but we are going to see the rise of the smaller fragments being formed and for me what is the most exciting thing is uh then phase after that is when these islands start to 
cross pollinate with each other so for example now we are doing a podcast together so my audience will get to know you your audience will get to know me so we are already seeing a, like a cross pollination happening but imagine if people who are aligned with the values who are creating their own ecosystems who are having their own micro influence are able to who have a similar audience can start to collaborate with each other that's going to change the game and the only factor that's going to uh, you know determine the effectiveness of this is having a strong code of honor if the values are strong if the code of honor is strong if uh, the mentor is an implementer who's walking the talk and leading with value you know when they make a recommendation to their community their community will blindly just move wherever they want them to move because of the trust that has been established with the with the audience so i'm really excited you know 2025 2026 uh, when i say the education system and employment system is going to get redefined uh, we are just now preparing the ground for that and uh, i i truly feel blessed to be on this journey honestly it's uh, it's the best time to be alive in this in this world I just love the perspective, and of course, you know that's going to be one of my future questions. But thank you for taking the past sixteen mm. months and the next five years together, because it truly puts in perspective in terms of you know where we've been and of course where we're heading. And I think you're right. And you mentioned things like you know culture. You mentioned things like values. I mean, these are such important aspects. Yes. You know, when I started my my gifting company, and of course, it's been mm. a long, long time back. Uh, you know, we set out you know a, a vision, mission, and culture statement, and that had yes. things like, you know, integrity and genuineness and honesty and give us gain and this mm. way. BNI, you know that happened for me as well. And people said, "Who are they, sir?" My gifting companies, the mother usually, you know, these micro guys. Mm. You know, and today when we become one of the largest, you know, in our space, uh, not only doing contacts in in India but around the world, uh, you know, people say, "Oh, it was because of you know that." But in the end, it came down to the genuineness and and what yes. you're trying to do. And I think what's also happened in our space, and uh, that we've had a lot of people who jumped onto the 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 bandwagon you know of mm. coaching training the area this is so easy all you need is your zoom connection and camera and maybe sikha dunga and also i'm now seeing that yes a lot of people have been disillusioned in terms of people who are being coached. yes There's also mm. a flight to quality where mm. people said that okay this is this is not you know what uh, i signed up for and mm. i think you can't fool people for too long you can't yeah what gets around i mean you know mm. on, on the online space and everything else so I completely agree that you know yes those islands you know will become bigger and you will draw people yeah and I have something to share like you know when the MBAs uh, sprouted up uh, it was a big it was a hot thing right then every single college started to have the MBA and then you could see that the quality also dropped yeah. uh, you know in many of the colleges just for the sake of MBA but when there's a lot of clutter in the marketplace so when when the when the market is growing uh, those who are able to deliver quality they will outshine all the clutter i mean so that that's the point that i want to just reiterate that it's okay if everybody is doing it as long as you're able to give a great uh, if you're able to deliver the impact you will shine above the rest and people will resonate and gravitate towards you yeah and of course you touched on uh, you know price uh, is not a factor it's what value Absolute value i don't talks about this all the time i mean for excels mm. you know he'll always say listen price is a myth you know he said do they trust you number one mm-hmm. do they trust your product and service and do they trust your company he said if these things happen for you that's exactly what we teach at that you know next mm-hmm. methodology as well that don't always be price focused like bhai ye to india hai no i mean these are these are core things that will never change i mean india miami you could be anywhere mm-hmm. in the world i mean truly focus on value another thing i just loved in terms of what you just mentioned is collaboration not competition yes and tell me about some of this collaboration in the coaching industry of course you're a great example uh, you know along with my dear friend avi arya avi the mm. digital masters alliance and, and you guys of course are crushing it so in a world where everyone is thinking of competition rather than collaboration how did that mm. idea come about and where does the dma go from here as well 
Yeah. So the whole uh, idea of collaboration, I have to thank Avi because uh, Avi has been seeing all these masterminds and uh, you know collaborations happening in the Western world, in US, Canada, other places. And then he messaged me. He said, "No, in India, nobody is doing this. This was in 2000. Uh, I think it was like three years back, 2019, around that time. So we set up a WhatsApp group, uh, and then I just added Avi. We both then we started to add Deepak and whoever we knew within our own group." Also, because and we did not know each other very closely. Also, we just knew okay, they had the website, they had their ads running, or they had they had some influence online. So we created one a WhatsApp group called Digital Heroes of India, and uh, because uh, I come from the BNI uh, upbringing and background, I was a BNI member for five years in even in leadership roles in Bangalore, and we were the first chapter that hit hundred members in the world with okay. BNI champions. So because of the BNI Foundation, I set up a weekly call for all of us. and the weekly call would have a particular format so the first part is we will talk about what are the values like why are we here coming together so i set like a basic code of honor like we are not here to compete we are here to collaborate uh, we are here to give to each other you know transparency honesty let's just let's just have fun together as a group we are not here to do let's not plan any we didn't even think about an event or anything it was just we every sunday 10 am to 12 pm or 10 am to 11 am one hour we would meet we would talk about what's working for us right now that's mm-hmm. the first part mm-hmm. Do you have any gives? Do you have any asks? BNI methodology. We followed that, and each one of us would have like I would say, okay, my ads are not working, and Fahim will say, come, uh, let me evaluate your ads. Or uh, Abhi would, uh, you know, Abhi would ask for something, somebody else would give. Deepak would ask for something, and I would give. We did this for at least uh, four to five months. Give, ask, what's working? Give, ask. That's it. We just kept helping each other, doing multiple calls, and then we decided, okay, let's meet up in Chennai, uh, and we we blocked a you know conference room. from morning uh, 8 uh, sorry 10 am till night like 11 12 we were just brainstorming so for me i put up the mind map and we put each person on the hot seat and then we asked them okay what's happening in your business tell us what's working so I, we started to document all of that and once this mind map was visible on the projector screen we were able to clearly see what is our superpower each one of us was able to identify our superpowers you know so then once we knew that superpowers then we brainstormed and we decided okay let's do events uh, we met up again in goa then the whole sakshian you know alliance happened so when it comes to you know forming alliances uh there is no other option if you want to grow exponentially you cannot do it on your own you need partners and you know what nine of us are technically competitors to the outside world like many of us are doing similar things but when we meet we are we openly help each other so that is the the beauty about the alliance because we know that each one of us have our own audience there is and in many cases we also overlap audience and one audience goes from here to there and many of our audience are multiple programs so we are actually helping each other and helping the industry overall so the point to uh, on alliances is uh, take your time to form an alliance uh, it is not as easy as what has happened it has taken us 7 to 8 months to understand each other to to launch our first event but once you are able to understand each other that's where the magic is and very important if you're coming together to form an alliance to make money that's the wrong focus we came together to have fun whether we're going to make money or whether we're not going to make money that does not matter we want to have fun and just help each other so if that is the core focus only then the alliance will work otherwise it will be very you know whatever it will have a different energy yes yeah super i mean i mean such a fantastic guy so we were in college together 
And nice, nice. Same bad, batch. You were same batch. Same batch, in fact. And mm. he was the first the bad boy of uh, you know Bhagat Singh. Yeah, yeah, racing cars and all that. <laughs> True that. And yeah, then when the journey started, everyone would laugh at him. They're like, "What are you doing?" Because he truly had a head start on on many of us. I mean, mm. the time where you know, I mean, I think going back to maybe even um, late two thousands, he was already talking about you know, uh, you know, training and coaching and yes, you know, space. I mean, he was way ahead, way ahead mm. of anyone else. And uh, yeah, of course, you know all that is is paid off, and he's doing amazing things. Looking at him from at coming back from Canada soon, so that we can you know meet face to face. So in yes. fact, he reached out and he said, "Let's let's do an event together." And he's a very mm. dear friend called Viraj Kalra, who's again exceptional, exceptional human being. Someone mm. I've had a good opportunity to meet as well. And he said, "Yeah, event karte." And we said, "Okay, let's do it." And mm. what's it going to be? And he's like, uh, "You know, what are our core strengths?" Just like you mentioned, yes. Always digital for me, it's sales, and for Viraj, it's leadership. Mm. Brainstorming, ideating, similar like what you mentioned. I said, "Let's call it LSD." Mm. So LSD, mm. and, and not the drug. Nice no, drug for the mind. And I said, leadership, sales, and digital. Pretty mm. event, matlab nothing to do with the money. We had no idea what we we're going to go in there deliver. And the three of us went and we delivered. After two days, people came back. Dude, you guys have probably been working together for months and years. I mean, we had three sessions of practice. We wow. had no idea who's going to deliver what. I think Viraj mm. worked on his content in the morning and delivered. And mm. and, and if you see Viraj Kalra, I don't know if you know this mm. guy, follow this mm. guy. When Viraj comes and speaks, and you have to come and speak after him, and some you know people would say Gorak to acha bolta hai, but after you follow Viraj, it's mm. like you know Sachin Tendulkar has just come out to bat, okay, and got out, and now you have to follow him, like and mm. and scored a double century. How do you beat awesome. that? Awesome. So it was it was fantastic, and and like I said, it's totally Avi, you know, who would say let's go ahead and do this, and uh, yeah, looking forward to you know having him back in the country soon, and of course wishing you guys at the DMA all the best. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Gorak. So yeah, as we come, you know, the concluding a uh, few questions. I know we've gone for an hour. Mm. Um, like I said, just loving this, uh, you know, so much, and your fra- your shares have been so frank and candid, and you know, really appreciate that as well. Um, maybe two or three concluding questions. One would be your advice uh, for the community of coaches, trainers, teachers, and mentors for the months and years ahead. What would be your top to dos for them in particular? So the top to dos is, uh, you know. First is pick any one mentor that you resonate with. It can be anybody, uh, and stick to one path for at least ninety days without deviation before trying to go to the next shiny object. So don't go to the next thing until you've finished what has been given to you. So that that's where the magic is. It is not in the next course. So that's the first thing I want to mention or the next coaching program. Other thing is, uh, it all comes down to skills. Okay, you have to develop your skills. Even though uh, I'm into personal development and we talk about you know mindset and uh, all the other elements which are important you know mission mindset vision what will translate into money in your bank account is tangible skill sets like for me the webinar selling is a skill selling is a skill that one skill has helped me you know do multiple crores uh, running ads is a skill building communities is a skill uh, copywriting is a skill and also building your list and managing your list so the technology is also a skill so. you need to be open to learning all the skills of the game because when you get equipped in all these different skill sets uh, and the tool sets that come with it then you'll be able to uh, you know you'll have better charge over your you know you'll be able to take control of your business and you can even delegate it later once you have done it yourself so don't think about prematurely outsourcing it and getting others to do things for you until you have done it yourself because then you'll have a moral authority before you go or then get things done for others so yeah, that's that's the thing so one is stick to one path Two is work on building your skill sets. That's where your money is. Yeah, so so true, so true, and so good indeed. Because sometimes you know we may not be the best when we start out, but just keep, just know that you need to keep improving yourself, and and eventually just work towards delivering uh, quality for your audience. I think and community. I think that's very yes. very important as well. 
Now, the second audience I want you to just give a few you know, tips or advice to is a separate set, you know, which really hasn't been in the best of places. I mean, we've had the world that's gone through a very difficult phase. Yes. Tremendous pain, suffering, loss, or many smash bash moments uh, for many. And your advice to people, you know, who've been smashed, uh, who've been, you know, bashed and, and, and really shouldn't be dashed. And, and they're mm. not thinking from the perspective of, um, you know, breakthrough changes that, you know, some mm. others might really be. But what would your advice to be to, to this particular audience? Yeah. Thank you for asking that question. And I know it's been a tough time, uh, you know, the last couple of years. Uh, in fact, the last 18 months, many of us would have lost near and dear ones. I've had people within my own close friend circles uh, where we've lost somebody. And, you know, when life hits, uh, that, that's when it's more like you have to, you start to rethink about what, why are we doing this and all the priorities start to come in. So for those of you here who are, who are in that zone and thinking about, okay, what should I do next? Is it, is there hope for you? I just want to tell you that, uh, you know, if you are able to change your environment, you know, it can change your life. So what do I mean by that is, you know, right now, if you're in this situation, if rather than focusing on the what has happened or or the event or or that emotionally charged thing that is draining you rather than focusing your mind and energy on that if you can focus on creating the new if you're alive right now if you're breathing right now if you have like food on the table and if you're here that means there is something more for you to do in this world so rather than focusing on the past let's focus into the future and and also surround yourself with people that you want to really, uh, you know, that's going to help you on this journey. So your environment is more like the books that you read, the videos that you watch, and the people, the five people that you associate yourself with, you'll start to become the average of those five people. So for me, I consciously, in 2018, when I was making the transition, I consciously uh, associated myself with more of the people that I wanted to be. Like associating with them in the form of their videos, their courses, and even in the real world, like when the training and coaching industry I surrounded myself with people that I wanted to be. So if you shift that environment, if you make those conscious decisions right now on the in the environment that you want that you're putting yourself with right. and saying no to the other things that are going to pull you down, uh, trust me, in the next three months, six months, within a one year, you're going to see tangible growth progress in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. And yes, keep the faith. And uh, for me, spirituality has been a big grounding factor, meditation, all of that. So whatever you have to do to keep your 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 mindset on track and keep your soul fed uh please go and do whatever process that you believe in yeah yeah so valuable so valuable and and easy things that you know one can do just be mindful of your environment see who you're surrounding yourself with um being us in a state of gratitude and i think that's something yes. so important that you know i mean irrespective of whatever has been taken away or whatever we don't have i think it's very very important to focus on on what we do have mm. and i think too often uh, you know sometimes um, we kind of compare ourselves with others and i think again uh, something that my mom told me ever since i was really small think about yourself don't ever compare to class me gone first i have gone last I yes mean, i ever came first i mean i would always always be in the middle somewhere and i'd be like i beat all those guys and she would just say she would listen it's about you it's mm. not about who you beat and who beat you she's that yes. doesn't bother me it's just about you and i think that's an important lesson especially today in the instagram world where we see so big etc i think stay the path um you know just just stay committed to what you know you think is right and and build it and they will come right i mean like yes. uh, the kevin costa movie build it and they will mm. 
as well. So thank you for your time today. It's truly been exceptional. And of course, thank you, to doing this again with you and also share live stage uh, sometime in the not so distant future. Yes. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was Siddharth Raj Shekhar. And um, I'll definitely put in the links to where, you know, you can follow him, his community. I mean, I tell everyone I meet, boss, if there are a couple of people in there, you have to follow. One of them is this guy, just because of, you know, his his genuineness, his intention. I mean, just go to his YouTube channel, see how much he gives. I mean, I knew nothing about technology until I think I watched a video on your YouTube, uh, which was in, in early April. And he spoke about Restream and he spoke about all the tools that we use today from our... Uh, you know, um, our, our Ecamm lives and everything. And he just mm-hmm. gives everything, you know, for free. And that just ends up giving, you know, better content and everything else. So just like I said, so much. I mean, you have to check out his YouTube channel. I'll put in all the links, uh, you know, below as well. Um, so would you also like to uh, maybe mention some of the places where people can uh, follow you as well? Yeah, like you rightly mentioned, I think YouTube channel is a good starting point. I have a lot of content there, a lot of interviews of students. And uh, yeah, you can pick up my book if you, you can go to youcancoach.com and uh, get your, because that's, that's like the manual for coaches. If you want to get started, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So pick it up and it'll be a fun read. We have, we have more than 22 interviews of industry leaders, including Jack Canfield, Blair Singer, Dr. John D. Martini. So for me, it was an honor to interview many of them. So that'll be a good starting point too. Yeah. Awesome. Man, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, uh, truly, art and exing uh, not only the country but the entire world. And really appreciate you for you know being who you are. And it is, like I said, an honor and a pleasure having you here. I know we overshot by a lot, but you delivered such value bombs. I and mean, we could have gone for another one hour, but maybe we'll do a, a part two. Uh, we'll do a part two later. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> thank you, Gaurav. Thank you so much, and thank you for what you do. I know I'm so glad you're doing this podcast and bringing on the essence of uh, the journeys. And I love the topic because. This is a topic that most people like to talk about the good, you know, good stuff, but the journey is so important and I'm so glad you're capturing that. So yeah, more power to you. Keep inspiring. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Take care, my friend.